is to wake up in the morning cheerful. I'm not a morning person, and I used to wake up just cranky and just dreading the morning, and it just would set a terrible tone in the house. And we do foster care, and we have a lot of children in the house, and sometimes, you know, it's just not good. And when I wake up cheerful, everybody's cheerful. That's right. That's the way it works. You know, there's power, power in doing one thing until it becomes a habit in your life or changes the direction in your life. Um, you can't get from A to B without focusing on doing the next right one thing. That's where we're headed today. Dr. Randy here, Intentional Living Studio. We're live. We got to say uh, Joel is our chief engineer today. Thank you, Joel. And Andrew is our Facebook pilot. And thank you for getting us on Facebook Live. Our friends on Facebook, welcome. You can uh, post your comment or call. 888-888-1717. And Stephen, our uh, senior producer here, taking your calls. Now, we're talking about the power of one thing. I wrote a whole book called The Power of One Thing. I looked at nine different dimensions of life and how when we apply one thing to each of these areas, it can change our life. And ultimately, as a follower of Christ, doesn't it make sense to stay focused on the things that matter most? Less regrets, less oh-nos in our life. So I throw out to you this, uh, this question. What is one thing that at some point you said, hey, this is one thing that's going to be an absolute I'm moving forward in my life. Maybe it's you changed a direction in your career. Maybe you made a decision about, I'm going to start playing a musical instrument uh, for God's glory, or maybe it was a decision about your finances, or one thing you've developed as a new habit, or one thing you've chosen to stop, and you know it's made a difference in your life, come and encourage others who are on that tipping point, who are saying, oh, I need to, I should, right? Um, and maybe help them step over to make that decision today. And by the way, we're continuing. Everyone who calls just for participating in the show here, uh, you're going to get access when you call. You'll find out how to receive our free uh, The One Thing Makes a Difference 30-Day Devotional book. 30-Day uh, Devotional, th every day a devotional, a one-thing challenge, scripture. It's a great read and 30 days sort of a challenge for you. So anyway, give us a call, 888 Yeah, that's the number. It's live. Stephen's ready to go, 888 Triple H seventeen seventeen. Let's get started with Angie from Michigan. Uh, thanks for for joining us today, Angie. What's your uh, one thing? Well, I um, I'm a nurse. I'm a forty three year old nurse. I'm divorced, um, and uh, I have decided. I live in Michigan. Um, I live about three hours north of um, Grand Rapids, and I have decided to go to um, Cornerstone to get my bachelor's in ministry leadership. Good. From there, I'm going to go to um, Moody Theological Seminary in Plymouth to get my uh, master's in counseling specializing in addiction. And everything I do now in my life, now that I've been called to this, is to try to make myself worthy of serving these broken people and glorifying God. Good for you. What, what was the motivation? What, what kicked you into gear on this thing, Angie? Well, you know, I was in, uh, I was working um, at a nursing home, and um, my boss was a Wicca, and there was a lot of spiritual warfare, and she ran me out of there, and for three months I was out of work, and I kept asking God, why did the, why did you let her win? What, what is happening here? And then one day I just shut up and listened. Hmm. 
God told you this is the thing to do. Go at it. Go for it. Go at it. Go Mm. for it. Good for you. And uh, God bless you in that process and much success going to Cornerstone, getting that degree, going in a new direction. Uh, You know, there are decisions we can make in our life. A one thing decision, either to develop a new habit, eliminate something that's holding us back. Even in a 30 day challenge, it can change your life. Angie's done that's changed her life. What is one thing uh, that would be either a new habit, a new direction, something you're working on, something you've done in the past that's made a difference to encourage someone coming along behind you about power of making a decision, stepping out, doing the next right one thing for God's glory. 888-888-1717 is that phone number. 888-888-1717. At 33, I made a decision, a one thing decision, uh, after a lot of prayer and counsel and my wife and I being on the same page. Uh, to go back to school, talking about what uh, Angie's mentioned there. At 33, went back, finished my undergraduate, did my master's degree, and then when I got my doctorate in psychology so I could help more people. We started our counseling ministry. We had at one point over 50 therapists on staff helping people with marriage and family and now encouraging churches and others that have grown up over the years. In those days, there was very few available to help uh, uh, from a Christian perspective and now many people. So we had a part of helping launched those around the around the country and that impacted my life and then a decision to write my first book and then a second book and a third book and each of those decisions impact our life and if i can do these things you can i'm nothing special joel's smiling because you know man nothing special uh just you know god can use each of us no matter where we are Uh, we all have different unique talents and challenges and the power of doing the next right one thing what's one thing that uh, you would like to have us pray with you about, that you want to make a commitment toward, or you've done the power in doing one thing until it becomes a new habit in your life. Give us a call, 888-888-1717 is the phone number, 888-888-1717. Let me go to Eric in Michigan. Hey, Eric, how you doing, my friend? Are you there, Eric? I guess not. Uh, So let's go to uh, Lori. Is in Georgia. Uh, what's your one thing, Lori? Uh, go right ahead. My one thing is at the beginning of the year, I put up a scripture on the board and I recite it every morning. And this year's scripture is um, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me on a path of everlasting life. Psalms 139. 23 and 24. Huh. So I enjoy doing that, and he helps me through the day because then I keep remembering it. Yeah, good for you. So, yeah, and Where do you post I've it? Is it all the over the place? Or where do you post now, it, Lorian? I post it right on the side of the refrigerator. We have a dry erase board, so huh. I, it's there. It's handwritten in ink on another yeah. piece of paper, and I um, magnetize it there. So, And it's there all year, so each year I switch it out. And I learn verses, too, that way, because if you're saying it for a year, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every day, and he helps me through the day with it, too, because sometimes, you know, it's just not always going right. Fantastic. But I want to please him, so i got to keep remembering my verse. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
What is the purpose of marriage? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Some of you are thinking that's a great question. Maybe today you're wrestling in your marriage and wondering what is the purpose of marriage? It says in scripture that husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hates his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. And it goes on to say, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. As you study scripture, you realize that, you know, marriage has a lot of purposes, obviously, to, for procreation, to raise families. But in this passage, we learn that marriage is a picture of God's intentional love for us, the bride. So today, can I encourage you to live the purpose for marriage? That's intentional living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff there when you go to the website, theintentionallife.com. We have helpful resources. Uh, we have videos, teaching, different things that encourage you on this journey of living uh, that life that'll be a glory to God, benefit to yourself by doing the next right one thing. And what does it mean, being intentional? Not just about works, by the way. This is this is a smart way of thinking and living. It takes, it takes stress off your back. Um, it, it can help you deal with procrastination. Uh, it can help you deal with being scattered, going in too many directions. If that's what you wrestle with or procrastinating, having the right idea and the goals, but then not following through, how do you get the inertia, overcome the inertia to move forward in your life to a higher level? In other words, really moving in a direction that you know will honor God. And one of the things is uh, making that first decision. We're here to encourage you and motivate you walk with you, pray with you, and challenge you, and be on the journey with you in terms of uh, that life of following Christ intentionally every day. What one thing are you working on? It could be very mundane. You're thinking, well, that sounds mundane. What is it? For you, it's made a difference. What is it? Tell us. We want to hear your story. 888 And by the way, the One Thing Makes a Difference 30-day devotional book, our gift to you when you join in on the show today. 888-888-1717. All right, let's get back to calls. Let's go to Debbie in Arizona. How you doing, Debbie? Hi. I was, um, I listened to your broadcast off and on when I um, caught it, and I just, it's really made an impact on me, and I want to tell you why, share with you why. Good. Um, God has been able to put me in a position of being an encourager for the kids in our uh, apartment community. And I'm so thankful for that because I have a life-threatening uh, medical condition. And I was like, okay, God, most people have passed away by the time they've reached where I'm at. Well, what is it that you have for me to do? And um, if I had been working right now, I wouldn't have been available to the kids. But the kids were moving in, you know, were moving into the complex and their folks are working hard and taking care of their kids, but the kids were just, um, they needed a nana, <laughs> mm -hmm. a grandma. So I'm kind of a, a nana figure. If they need a hug or if they need to talk about rough things at school or, you know, at first they were not interacting. They were, it was a lot of conflict in their interaction. So we worked on that. But God keeps laying on different things on my heart. Um, to do that can help encourage them, be support for their folks, be support for these kids. And, um, and also it's helped me too, because 
this is what I've got out. And if it's you, there's days when I just like, Lord, this is just too much. I, 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 you know, I'm just feeling overwhelmed by what I have to deal with. And then here comes a little knock on the door and it's one of the kids. Hi, can you come outside? That's good. <laughs> and we'll sit outside and talk and <clears throat> spend some time together. Sometimes talk about God's creation and the beautiful clouds or the sky or how, you know, God sees us and, um, uh, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I get to share him um, in that manner. And it, it's all because of the Lord. It's not because of me other than that one thing. Mm. And the one thing was with one child and then the next child joined in and the next child. And, and see what's and happening, just, Debbie, what's happening with this is that um, you started by saying, hey, these kids need some encouragement. Moms and dads are busy today, maybe single parents busy and you're there, you can be that Nana, be encouragement, but you f- you finished the loop and, and got the point that not only am I bringing gl- God the glory and encouraging these kids, but I'm ben- benefiting from it. Here's the thing about intentional living that Debbie illustrates. If you think about intentional living in terms of it sounds like work, oh boy, now what do you want me to do? Th- this is about more freedom. You know who's ultimately free are those who have chosen to be following Christ intentionally. Because when we live an unintentional life, which means we don't really have the goals set clear in our minds, but we're busy. We got checklists and we're doing things. At the end of the day, we fall into bed, we're weary, we're exhausted, and we wonder why, what our priorities ought to be. On the other hand, you can live a good intentioned life, which means in the morning you think, hey, these are the things that are important to me, and then you don't get to them for any number of reasons. And the procrastination leads to regret and mediocrity. You know it. I know it. We've all experienced it. And the only way to deal with this in our lives is to find freedom and peace. And there's something peaceful about um, knowing why we're here and then just very simply doing the next right one thing. This is not about busyness, by the way. Uh, We're not talking about, hey, add more things to your checklist. In fact, we're probably saying have less things on your checklist, but the right things. And secondly, being intentional doesn't make you more spiritual. God doesn't love you more because you're intentional. You don't, you don't get saved because of your intentionality. <laughs> it's because of God's intentional love for you. That's the difference. And Debbie illustrates the fact that she's benefited. That's part of it. In God glory, there's benefit to us. Amen to that. We're talking about uh, the power of one thing. By the way, the devotional is yours. The one thing makes the difference. 30-day devotional book we'll send to everybody who calls. Uh, I'll tell you how you can get to it. When you call, you'll hear it in the announcement uh, where you can go and just give us your name and address, and we'll send it to you online. We'll get it to you in hard copy. We'll mail it to you, okay? The entire devotional book. 888-888-1717, the power of one thing is what we're talking about today. Let me go to Dane in Arizona. Hey, Dane, welcome to the show. What's your one thing? Uh, hi, Dr. Randy. It's not using substance. Uh, I've been using substance for about seven years now. And uh, that one thing that has really helped me is just stop using mm-hmm. Are, are you successful with that now? Are you are you uh, sober and clean, or are I, you getting help? I'm not 
I struggle every day, Dr. Randy, just uh, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I ask God to help me every single day to help me uh, not not to crave it. And when I fall, I'm, I'm constantly asking him just to please forgive me and just to give me the willpower to just completely leave it. Yeah. Um, you know, I go a week sober, two weeks sober, mm-hmm. and then I fall. And yeah. again, you know, my convention is asking the Lord of forgiveness and to be more strong. And um, But I was using every day very heavy and, um, you know, all day. I wanted it just be high. Um, and so... The one thing that I realized is just me not being like that anymore. I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be at a haze all the time. And um, going back to church has helped me out a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, being around the right people, but you started by making the decision that really says, I can't do this on my own. I'm not capable. And even having a good willpower, wouldn't it be nice if willpower was enough and it's not frankly and many times we need that extra help and encouragement uh, and support but congratulations on making some steps in this direction coming to a point of saying uh, I don't I no longer want to be not only abusing substance I don't want substances abusing me any longer and um, and I want you to know Dane that there are people who can you can reach out to that can help Uh, there's programs that can help Uh, but taking that first step to get help to really come to the end of ourselves and say, I can't do this alone. You're not a bad person and God doesn't love you any less. He, in fact, um, I think many times God looks into those things in our lives where we're struggling and he has an extra dose of grace and love and mercy for us. And the scripture teaches us, Dane, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so don't beat yourself up. This is a... Um, a big problem in our country and substances of all sorts can be abused food substances of course uh, things that alter our our consciousness um, alcohol and so on and uh, it seems like it's freer and easier to get these substances today now more than ever and so can I just encourage you Dane to really reach out and get some help in other words get someone to walk with you praying to God asking for God to be with you that's powerful but you also need people. You need to reach out, get to your pastor, get to your counselor, get into a treatment program, but take that next step. In fact, let me just pray. Lord, I do pray for Dane. Pray that you'll minister to her, encourage her, guide her to the right resources to come alongside of her. as she's now ready to say, this is my one thing I want to get dealt with in my life for your glory. And we thank you in Christ's name. I'll be right back. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Of course, the other prisoner we know rejected him, right? And then the scripture says, and then Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. That's the ultimate message, isn't it? Talk about being unloved in your last hour before death. Probably had a miserable life. I mean, you can just kind of picture what life was like for this guy up to this point that led him to the cross alone, dying alone, and yet Christ in his dying moments turns to him and says, today you'll be with me in paradise. 
Mm. That's an excerpt from the teaching this month. And it's a focus on um, something that God gave to me as I was reading scripture. I started to see a pattern that God had had something special in store for those who were feeling unloved. And there's many examples in scripture. I found four powerful examples for the lesson this month. Four people, unloved people, and how God made up the difference in their lives. And I'm excited about the lesson. We put it together, video and audio, and it's coming out on its way, perhaps already there. It comes out about mid-month to our, our uh, community of intentional living. And so I want you to watch for it because uh, it's coming by email, both video and audio, as it does every month. Make sure you watch your spam filter in case it gets lost, okay? Or if you're not receiving it, let us know. And I know a few of you are still receiving it on CD technology. That's fine. We know for some of you that's uh, easier. And uh, it's just we want to help encourage you, walk with you. It's sort of our newsletter to you every month, our love letter to you to encourage. And so new members, if you're not part of this community, be a part of Intentional Living. We invite you to do so. How do you do that? Your support helps us with this listener-supported ministry, whatever your monthly amount is to help the ministry. We appreciate We don't set some amount. Uh, that's up to you. Uh, the average is about a dollar a day, about $30 a month, just so you know uh, where people are generally. Come and be a part of this community. Join others from around the country who are on this journey with us on Intentional Living. And we'll make sure you start receiving the video and audio every month uh, by email. And we welcome you today. Just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, intentionallife.com and click on that uh, uh, donate button. We'd love to have you come and be a part of the ministry today. The power of one thing, Megan in Michigan. Welcome to the show. What's your one thing? Uh, Hi. Uh, Yeah, it's real simple. Um, What would Jesus do in all my daily living and everything that I do as far as like being humble, like how, how he was. And I try and aim for that, like in everything that I do. So it's like the old bracelets, the WWJD mm-hmm. bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. I still apply it to this day. Yeah. I think that I, that's a good thing to do. And I think what, what it forces us, if we want to do what Jesus would do, and of course we're not Jesus, right? He, he was God. So, we're going to stumble and fall and not quite measure up, and that's okay. So let's not beat ourselves up when WWJD uh, doesn't work for us in a day now and then. And I'm sure you understand that. Uh, but if you want to do what Jesus did, then we got to know what Jesus did. And then reading scripture to find out not only his commands, but his life, how he lived, and um, to pattern our life after him is a powerful thing. Great reminder. Uh, what difference has this made for you, Megan, in your life? Uh, it really has changed me as a, as a human, um, only because I, and when I think of Jesus, I think of compassion. I think of humble. I think of, he was doing his job, his mission, you know, and that's, I, I try and aim for humble and, you know, like kind and giving. And no matter what happens, I, I know that I'm trying to gain favor, does that make, and, and, I, and mm-hmm. it's just my aim. Like every day I aim for it because tomorrow is not promised. And yeah. what happens today is what is what's really going to matter. Yeah. You every know? every so, day. And, yeah. I think it, like right. you said, in November, go ahead. in November, I'll be uh, seven years sober from alcohol. And um, I, my first year and a half of going to AA, 
I would do notes and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, you guys, I'm going to write a book. I was like, I think I'm going to call it Does God Have a Drunk Tank? <laughs> and it's one of the, like, you just ask yourself that, you know, like every night. Like when I go to bed, if I don't wake up, is this how I want to meet him? Mm. So, and it's just a powerful reminder of where I really want to be versus where, you know, where, where the, the, I guess the, the natural world wants me to be. It's mm. so. a good reminder, Megan, and congratulations on uh, staying sober and making that a priority. And you've been there, you know, the power of choosing to live intentionally. That's really what it is. And I would just say, as we, as we live our lives, uh, we're not trying to be intentional or, or do what Jesus did or uh, to make God love us more because he already does. Um, we can't work our way into heaven. But there's something about freedom, about expression, about worship when we do live our lives in a way that pleases him. That's what it says in Ephesians 5. Figure out what pleases Christ and then do it. That's really what it says in Ephesians 5.10. It's one of our verses here at Intentional Living. And so how we live makes a difference. It really does. All right. Thank you, Megan. Appreciate it. Uh, we're getting pretty close to the end of the show here. I just want to say uh, to those of you on hold here, Christine and Dennis, hang on, uh, and to others, uh, we're wrapping up the live portion of the show because Joel's giving me the look that we're about done here. And uh, we're going to be going off live, but we've decided we're going to stay right here in the studio because we have so many wonderful people to talk to. We're going to record the show air tomorrow for Intentional Living. Same topic, same. We're going to hear more stories about the power of one thing. So if you're thinking, I missed out, I didn't get through, this is the time. Give me a call. We'll uh, hook you up here in the next uh, 30 minutes. Uh, and by the way, we're still making available everybody who joins us here for Intentional Living on Air. The One Thing Makes a Difference 30-Day Devotional book. We'll send it to you. Tell you how when you call. 888 I just want to say intentional living really is a process of thinking in our minds. It starts with developing the right kinds of clarifying questions. It really makes a difference if you have the right kind of questions. The right question at the right time can change your life. And here's a question for you. Are you happy with the direction of your life today? Are you happy with the direction of your life today? Are you satisfied? What I mean by that is do you feel that where you're headed and how you're living is pleasing to God and benefiting you? And your family. And if you really are, then, hey, I would say you're, you're on the path of living intentionally in Christ. And every day is a great question. Will today be a day where I will head in the direction that will bring glory to God, benefit to my family and those I love? That's the first of these five steps of intentional living. There's a lot more on this thing of developing these clarifying questions. But I would ask you as we close the show today, how are you doing with that? Come and join us. Tell us about your one thing. Maybe you've asked that question. Have come up with a one thing challenge for yourself. Give me a call. 888-888-1717. I want to thank those of you who've been joining us this hour, too, on our membership, becoming a part of our intentional living community of supporters and prayer warriors and on the journey with us hand in hand. Thank you. Again, go to theintentionallife.com and uh, click on Donate. All right, Joel, my friend, A-plus today as our chief engineer, Andrew, Facebook pilot. My friend, thank you for your help. Uh, and, of course, Stephen, uh, who's the producer of this whole thing. Thank you, Stephen. We'll be back again tomorrow. You'll be hearing more of this right here on Intentional Living. Have a great day.